Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, Where is Your Power? Let's pray. Father, we come to you today so thankful. You're such a good God, merciful God, and a loving God. Father, we thank you for protecting our families from evil in these last of the last days, Father. Thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that we have the mind of Christ, Father, and we know your will because we hear your voice, Father. So we're ready for today what you have for us, Father, and we choose to put it to use in our lives. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about where is your power. You know, in sports like baseball and football, many will tell you that the power is in the legs, and that's in the natural. In the Old Testament, we're going to read about Samson's power in his hair. I'm glad we don't have that nowadays, as I've lost some of my hair over the years. Where do you get your power? Let's start today in Judges, in the Amplified Bible, chapter 16, Samson's weakness. One, then Samson went to Gaza and saw a prostitute there and went into her. Folks, the women were Samson's major weakness, which ultimately helped destroy his power. Two, the Gazites were told Samson has come here, so they surrounded the place and waited all night at the gate of the city to ambush him. They kept quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is light, we will kill him. 3. But Samson lay resting until midnight. Then at midnight he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate and the two doorposts and pulled them up, security bar and all, and he put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill, which is opposite Hebron. My friends, Samson was a very powerful man. For after this he fell in love with a Philistine woman living in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Five, so the five lords, governors of the Philistines, came to her and said to her, Persuade him and see where his great strength lies and find out how we may overpower him so that we may bind him to subdue him and each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Folks, so the love of money was involved in the eventual loss of power of Samson. And still today, the love of money and the world will cause people to lose the power of God. Six, so Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies, and with what you may be bound and subdued. Seven, Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh cords, tendons, that have not been dried, then I will be weak and will be like any other man. My friends, so Samson lied instead of just saying, I can't or won't tell you. Eight, then the Philistine lords brought her seven fresh cords that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Nine, now she had men lying in ambush in an inner room, and she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he broke the cords as a string of tow breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Ten, then Delilah said to Samson, See now, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me truthfully how you may be bound. Folks, you would have thought that Samson would have got a clue after this event. Ah, this woman is not good for me. But blinded by lust, love for other things before God made him miss God and lose the power of God. 
Levin, he said to her, if they bind me tightly with new ropes that have not been used, then I will become weak and be like any other man. Twelve, so Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And the men lying in ambush were in the inner room, but he snapped the ropes off his arms like sewing thread. My friends, is anyone else thinking, get a clue, Samson? But again, blinded by lust, Samson will soon sacrifice the power of God. Thirteen, then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me truthfully with what you may be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven braids of my hair with the web and fasten it with a pin, then I will become weak and be like any other man. Fourteen, so while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks braids of his hair and wove them into the web, and she fastened it with a pin of a loom and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the pin of the weaver's loom and the web. 15. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. 16. When she pressured him day after day with her words and pleaded with him, he was annoyed to death. 17. Then finally he told her everything that was in his heart and said to her, A razor has never been used on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. Folks, is anybody like me thinking, how can you be so blind to what is happening? But maybe we've done some dumb things too. 18. Then Delilah realized that he had told her everything in his heart, so she sent and called for the Philistine Lord, saying, Come up this once, because he has told me everything in his heart. Then the Philistine lords came up to her and brought the money they had promised in their hands. 19. She made Samson sleep on her knees, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven braids of his head. Then she began to abuse Samson, and his strength left him. 20. She said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as I have time after time and shake myself free. For Samson did not know that the Lord had departed from him. 21. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. And they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with two bronze chains. And he was forced to be a grinder of grain of flour at the mill in the prison. 22. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved off. 23. Now the Philistine lords gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate, for they said, Our God has given Samson, our enemy, into our hands. 24. When the people saw Samson, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has handed over our enemy to us, the ravenger of our country, who has killed many of us. Now when they were in high spirits, they said, Call for Samson, so that he may amuse us. So they called Samson out of the prison and entertained them. They made him stand between the pillars. 26. Then Samson said to the boy who held him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars on which the roof of the house rests, so that I may lean against them. 27. Now the house was full of men and women. All the Philistine lords were there, and on the flat roof there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson was entertaining them. 28. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, O Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me just this one time, O God. 
and let me take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Folks, our merciful God gave strength and power to Samson one last time after all the bad things he had done. God is always trying to restore his people. He is a God of restoration. 29. Samson took hold of the two middle support pillars on which the house rested and braced himself against them, one with his right hand and the other with his left. 30. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he stretched out with all his might, collapsing the support pillars, and the house fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he had killed during his life. My friends, what a sad end to Samson, who left the will of God and lost the power of God in him. Where do we get our power? Well, number one, it comes from God, the source of everything good. But let's take a little deeper look. Let's read Proverbs 18.21 on the Amplified. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Folks, wow, think about that. Death and life are in the power of our tongues. We'll all bear the consequences of our words. James 5.16 in the Amplified, Therefore confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray to one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or believer can accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. My friends, the prayer of the righteous man, a believer, in right standing with God, has tremendous power. Now first John 1, verses 7 through 9 in the Amplified. But if we really walk in the light, that is, live each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, he with us and we with him, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin by erasing the stain of sin, keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Folks, what amazing power there is in the blood of Jesus. Not the blood of any other God you choose, no, the blood of Jesus. Eight, and if we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. Nine, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. My friends, there is tremendous power released when we confess our sins and repent. God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, we're out of time, folks. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. You're a great and merciful God, Father. We thank you that you're all-powerful, Father, and you work with us. We repent to when we've missed you, Father, and choose to live a life for you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.